Ah, you obviously know Kung Fu. What's your favorite podcast about Kung Fu and martial arts movies? Uh, Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. That's, you know, <laughs> probably the best one in the world. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. <laughs> My special guest today is Amy Johnston, actress, martial artist, stunt performer, model, and this has yet to be verified, but probably brain surgeon, celebrity chef, butcher, baker, and candlestick maker. Amy, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Thank you for having me, and uh, I would love to be any of those. Those all sound unreal, but thank you. <laughs> you don't have to be so modest. Being an overachiever is the new black. It's okay. Okay. I'm a brain surgeon. Just, <laughs> I, wouldn't, cool. I wouldn't recommend me. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Good, good. Yeah. If I needed a lobotomy? Uh, yeah, it depends on your options. Right. <laughs> Moral right. of the story, I'm, I'm happy to be here <laughs> cool. on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh, by the way, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more later, but uh, I watched and enjoyed Lady Blood Fight. Congratulations. That was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for watching. That uh, means a lot to me that you took the time to watch that. Oh no, it was yeah, it was great. I, it, it's not unfamiliar territory, obviously, um, but uh, the the characters were great. The fighting was amazing. You did a great job. So, really, congratulations. That was awesome. Thank you, thank you. There's a lot that went into that. So, for my audience that might not know who you are, and for those of you out there, uh, I suggest that you get to know Amy Johnson and hang on to her coattails because she's going to go far. So, as a public service. Amy, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? What's your favorite color? And uh, probably the most important question I'm going to ask you tonight, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? African or European? Ah, see now. Uh, uh, see? Amy has jokes, folks. Amy has jokes. What does he say? What? Yes. Is the, what? Um, oh, wow. A lot of questions. Okay. So, favorite color is turquoise, a bright turquoise. Always makes me happy. Now that that's out of the way, I grew up in a small town in Wyoming called Gillette. I was raised there most of my life until I was 18 and came to California to pursue my career. But uh, yeah, I grew up doing martial arts and frolicking around. There wasn't much to do besides, you know, frolic and do martial arts. <laughs> so it became a really big part of my life. And my dad had a martial arts school, so it just uh, took over. Right. And your dad's Dave Johnson, uh, world champion kickboxer. So obviously that's how you got your introduction to martial arts. But what I'd like to know is what kept you in martial arts? Because in my experience, and I'm not a martial artist, but uh, I assume that it's much easier to pound a beer and chop some suey uh, over pounding a heavy bag and chopping through planks. I don't know. They're both equally like difficult in their own ways. <laughs> I, think, I think if you combine them properly, it'll, it'll be your best day ever. Um, I don't know. Everything is balanced. And I, there's a couple of reasons. I've put what, 27 years into the martial arts. Why would I stop now? It's a huge part of me, even if I didn't want it to be. And I love it so much. It's a way of life for me and philosophy. And um, it's, it's just something that I will carry on forever. I, I don't have any better reason than that. It's just I love it. I love what I do. And I learn every day. I'm always learning something new. And there's so many great people to learn from and share and just educate 
and uh, be educated by. So there's no reason to stop. Cool. That's cool. Now, obviously you studied kickboxing, but have you studied a lot of other styles? Yeah. So my dad actually taught a bunch of combined styles to create his own style, which he called the progressive style um, that had, uh, you know, kickboxing, some taekwondo, jujitsu, Arnie, Suscrema, um, Kali, and uh, Kung Fu, Shaolin, so little bits and pieces of things, and Kempo as well. So it was uh, a blend of styles. And then after that, I studied a little bit of JKD and more martial arts styles for film because, you know, let's face it, realistic fighting doesn't always look great sure. on film, um, and it's more painful. <laughs> so, uh, and then, you know, the more gymnastics types, type of tricking stuff I've been more interested in lately as well, just for, again, for film. Um, and then I've been interested in capoeira recently because I think that's a beautiful art and it's very realistic, but it also looks great on camera and it just has said, such a distinct style. So I'm, I'm always trying to play with different things to kind of create and see what my body likes, you know, because I think that's very important for everyone to find their own style in everything they do in life, uh, dependent on how they feel and how their body moves with the movements. So. All right, so your dad put together the progressive style. Yes. So have you ever tried to come up with your own style for yourself, kind of Bruce Lee type and develop your own style? Uh, I have eating styles and other <laughs> styles and things in life. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think that's a lifelong journey. I mean, uh, I can go out in the park tomorrow and combine different types of movement together and see how it feels. But... I'm not at the point where I would have a certain style. There's so much more to learn. And, um, you know, eventually I will get there. I don't know if I'll ever have a name, like Amy Fu or something. But, uh, <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> but that's it. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Beware. <laughs> Brain surgery involved. Um, See? So I won't feel the pain. It's okay. <laughs> um, Depends on the anesthesia. Uh, I, I'll put up uh, my nap foo against your eating style any day. Done, done, done. But with our powers combined. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, All right. Then how did you decide then to transition from martial arts into movies? Because that's, I mean, I know it happens. Obviously, there are a lot of fighters that go into to movies. When I was a kid, it was the other way around. Uh, Kung fu movies in the 70s and 80s were what propelled me to want to learn more about the martial arts. I, I never actually did because... I was a poor boy. I had no sympathy. Easy come, easy go. You know how it works. But um, <laughs> how how did you make that transition? Was it did it evolve naturally or? First of all, I think that's awesome that you became inspired through those films, and and I hope that still happens today. You know, I hope little girls and boys are being inspired um, by martial arts films today, or something that just um, takes them in a different direction. I think that's awesome. Uh, so I grew up. Well, I was already doing martial arts, so, you know, we regularly watched martial arts films, and I grew up on Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee and a lot of, like, Shaw Brother films and uh, 36 Chambers of Shaolin, all that all that fun stuff, and um, I really hadn't watched normal films, like normal American films, and <laughs> whenever I would go to my friends, they would have, a, like, a Disney film on, and I was so confused. I always felt like nobody understood me because at home we were watching, like, you know, we would just watch Kung Pao, you know, and then I go to my friends and I'm like, what is this? Like, we should be dubbing over some stuff. This is boring. <laughs> so my, my childhood was these um, Kung Fu martial arts films. And then 
I would say when I watched Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon and I saw Michelle Yeoh, it was something about her persona um, that I had been missing because I was watching all of these male action icons. And when I saw her, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. She understands me. And this is what I want to do. I think I was came out in what, 2000 maybe. So mm-hmm. I was around 10 years old. Uh, age spoiler alert. <laughs> um <laughs> But I, I, uh, I just became infatuated with her, and also the co-actress. Uh, I believe her name is Zhang Ziyi. Yep. Oh, yeah, you said that really well. <laughs> um, man, yeah, those two together. I just. By the way, that's one of my favorite films uh, because of not just the action, but the storytelling, the cinematography, mm. and the sound design all came together to create a masterpiece in my opinion. And I think that's so rare with action films. They're usually, they're usually really, really fun or, or, um, you know, very intense and, and it's, it was a perfect balance, I think. Um, anyways, I got completely off topic. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, totally fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, uh, so I grew up watching martial arts films and then, uh, you know, I saw Michelle Yeoh and, and then I looked up Cynthia Rothrock and all those ladies, uh, the eighties and nineties, Hong Kong action cinema world. Um, and, uh, became very inspired to get into filmmaking, um, or being a part of films. I wasn't sure how, mm. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then also Angelina Jolie in uh, Tomb Raider, because I love yeah. Laura, mm-hmm. Laura, Laura Croft is just awesome character. So, so seeing that like strong yet feminine balance of these female characters really inspired me. And I was like, hey, there needs to be more of this. And I, and I feel like I may be capable of putting that together um, in a more Americanized way right. or blending my like love of Asian cinema and Americanizing it. And so I just kept watching films and I eventually, um, you know, I studied the acting that I could in Gillette, Wyoming of 30,000 people. <laughs> and, uh, and I came to Los Angeles and I started doing stunt work and, um, you know, eventually getting more into acting, but I'm, I'm still working on it. It's always finding that right blend of action and acting that I'm always striving for. So that's yeah. where I am today. That's great. No, it's a great story. Um, and the, the whole inspiration aspect of it is something that's important to me too. I'm a father. I have three daughters and this podcast is kind of a way for me to share some of my enthusiasm about uh, Kung Fu and martial arts, uh, you know, without being too overbearing about it. Um, but um, you know, they're, they're three little girls and I, I want them to have those, those heroines. So uh, I've spoke to one of your, um, one of your fight sisters, Katrina Durden. Yes. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, she's great. And but uh, you know, I showed I showed them clips of her her action reels and uh, Zara Fithian and things like that. And uh, you know, it just gave them a little bit of a uh, exposure to what they could do if they really wanted to. You know, so I'm not going to push them, but if they if if they feel it, then I, I'm all for it. I love that so much. I think uh, you know, you're raising three deadly, <laughs> deadly daughters over there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I hope. I hope. If if just for the sake of self defense that they they yes. they get some interest in, into it, but um, but if I show them, you know, what Amy Johnson's done with it, what Zara Fithian has done with it, what Katrina Durden has done with it, and things like that. You know, maybe it gives them a little bit of a that extra push to to do something that uh, society still 
kind of says isn't quite right for you. But, you know, I think we're getting out of that. And I, I hope that it continues to push towards that where it's it's just, you know, anybody can do it because anybody can. Yes, I completely agree. And fortunately, we live in a time where now we, we literally can make what we want and show the world what we want to show them because we have a camera in our pocket at all times. We have the internet. We have access to the world to show them what we, you know, would like to show them. So I would be very happy to see more women uh, grow up in doing martial arts and getting more into films and action making and just just having that strong female lead it doesn't have to be action but just a nice balance right you know yeah and uh one another note just to to put my money where my mouth is i'm 46 so there's my age spoiler alert but (laughs) i am uh i'm actually going to start my martial arts journey in a few months and start learning uh a, a bunch of uh it's a sort of, I guess, a progressive style too, where it combines a bunch of different things. But I, I took it very sparingly when I was a kid, never to any degree where I actually learned anything. But uh, I'm going to try to do it now uh, and try to, you know, encourage my daughters to do it with me. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I may wind up in traction, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it a go. Good for you. That's super exciting. It's never too late. Your body is capable of so much. So I think that's wonderful. And you already have the the philosophy of a martial artist. You it seems like you're so knowledgeable in martial arts. So why not add a little movement in there? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um the next the next podcast I do may be from the hospital bed, but that you know, we'll figure oh, that out later. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be very entertaining depending on what drug you're on. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right, back to you. This is about you, not me. <laughs> All right. So, um aside from the the martial arts and the acting, it looks like you've done some modeling as well. Um and I'm really interested to ask you how you reconcile being a model when your face is constantly in a position to be broken by a kick or a punch. <laughs> I mean, have you ever gone to a photo shoot like after a fight and uh the photographer's like, "Amy, girl, you're looking good. Except that eyeball hanging out of your socket." Uh, we'll put a little cover up on it, maybe an eye patch, and then we're good to go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, you got to keep your guard up, right? Can't get hit in the face. First of all, you know, my dad used to train me uh, with my with my arms wrapped to my head with weights in my hands, and and he would train me to he would throw punches at me, and I would have to move. So I learned to keep my hands up, and I would I would say keep your hands up um, <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that with me to the to my first class. <laughs> Not to the great. All right, great. Um, <laughs> Um. Anyways, what was the question? I'm sorry. I started. I started envisioning like weird, weird visuals of of somebody. Anyways, I'm sorry. Well, totally derailed. Totally derailed the podcast, totally Amy. Derailed. I, I, I told you. I warned you about this. No. Uh, All right. No. So the modeling. How do you reconcile model. modeling okay. and uh, and uh, and martial arts? Okay. Okay, that's the thing. I, I'm not a model. I, I've never really modeled. I've only done it when I had to, uh, either for pay when I was first getting into the business, um, or because I needed a photo for marketing material, as you usually do. I actually hate taking photos, um, <laughs> so I, I wouldn't consider myself a model. But there's been, you know, several acting experiences where I've come on set and I had to wear a dress and my legs are all. 
bruised up and you know I have like numb numb shins at this point from kicking things all the time and um you know bruised legs and the makeup artists are always trying to cover up my bruises (laughs) (laughs) you know I've gone to jobs with um maybe like a little purple eye and and they just look at me like I'm making things up they're like are you okay like what happened I'm like oh yeah it was fun it was great you know I I jumped out of a window and then I I had to do this and they're like right Uh. you know um, so, but lots of, lots of makeup would cover that up. But I also try to take care of myself properly with the right nutrition so that I don't bruise so easily. And I'm, um, a little more aware as I get older of the things that I'm doing to not injure my body because let's face it, um, you know, I will get older. My body's already hurting and I, and I can't be hurting it forever. So <laughs> there's that. And, and, you know, sometimes I'll come home with a big bruise and I'll have to show my boyfriend because I'm actually quite frankly excited about some of the bruises i get um, <laughs> because they're they're like battle wounds sure sure it feels good you feel like you uh <laughs> you know like I, I went through this war and i came back you know not to that extent but uh there's something about it that gets the endorphins going i would say nice. <laughs> but uh to answer your question uh there have been many times where um people have been a little disconcerned about um, my bruises or my tomboy weights. So. <laughs> All right, but no need for an eye patch yet, so that's good. Actually, I had one in third grade because my grandma spilled hot tea in my eye, but that's another oh. story. Yes, I know. Ouch. I know. But I was a pirate for three weeks, and it was fabulous. <laughs> yeah. I would have killed for an eye patch in third grade. I know. And, and you just – and I had a reason, so it was great. <laughs> nice. Very nice. <laughs> Uh, All right. Now, um, I first came across your work while doing some research when I was speaking to Katrina uh, during Street Fighter. And um, now, if anybody looks up Amy Johnson on YouTube, there is a ton of work on there. You're doing previs stuff. You're doing short films. You're doing commercials. What is it like to not sleep? Oh, geez. I sleep so much. I sleep too much. It's uh, about working smart, not hard, right? So it's using my time wisely. Um, (laughs) But I, I, like I was saying before, you know, the internet's a very powerful tool. And and that was always my way of hustling and and getting seen. And actually, I've gotten auditions from YouTube videos. My first film, Lady Blood Fight, I got an audition because they saw me kicking and punching a bunch of people and they brought me into audition. So, wow. you know, everything is kind of at your fingertips. And I think the more you do, uh, unfortunately, the bad things stay on the internet for the most part as well. But, you know, the, the more you do, the more people will see you. And that is a chance for more people to, for you to connect with and possibly work with or learn from. So I always try to grab as many talented people as I can and just make content and uh, aim to inspire or at least practice. You know, practicing is always great for the camera. You can practice martial arts um, for real life, but uh, it's very different on camera. So so seeing the movements on camera and creating and um, acting just because you can is a, a great feeling. And I would tell everyone to just create their own content in any way that you can. You don't need anything but your phone. And if you don't have your phone, you can use somebody else's phone. It's, it's <laughs> very accessible, you know? So, yeah. and you've created some great content. I talked about the gate and beauty versus red on my show. 
I love those shorts. They were fantastic. Um, Thank you so much for talking about them. I listened to them, and, and uh, it was more exciting listening to you, actually, than <laughs> when I remember watching it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess I'm flattered, but you did all the work, so. <laughs> um, the, no, The Gate was really, um, was one of those, I was like, wow, that looks amazing. And it's funny, because I, was, I had just watched The Raid, too, before that. So, you know, they kind of tied together, and I was like, it seemed like, the gate was happening in a building that was not too far from the raid. So it was kind of cool that way. Yeah. You know, the uh, creator, Kelly Madison, who I really look up to, she's a fantastic woman. She just, you know, like I've been saying, she just took everything by herself, took it on and just created this awesome project, uh, director, writer, producer. Um, and she has been obsessed with the raid and she also really liked the action in daredevil and she wanted to bring a female character to the forefront in that, you know, kind of style, the dark gritty style in a sense with the, the hard action and the penchaks a lot, the Indonesian martial art that they used in the raid and the raid too. So she actually brought on, uh, Chechep who yep. was in the raid too, who was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I got to learn a lot from him. Uh, he's just amazing. Um, so she was definitely trying to bring as much of the raid as she could into um, her style of filmmaking and also into like more and a, a more Americanized style as well, you know, because there is as much as we love the raid, there's there's plenty of people who don't know what that is. No, and it looked great. And Beauty versus Red was also um, really cool. Uh, I showed that actually to my daughters. I was like, you know, they don't need to be princesses to be cool, you know, so. Yes, yes, and that's that's the thing. So, first of all, thank you, and thank you for showing to your daughters because I, uh, that really makes me happy because the creator, his name, his name is uh, Vlad Rimberg, right. and I've worked with him several times. He's a great, great uh, choreographer, designer, and uh, uh, cinematographer, editor as well. Mm. But he created this because uh, he wanted to put an emphasis on the word princess uh, as being strong and, um, you know, a badass, if you will. Right. Um, you know, because there's several videos going around on the Internet. You ask, you ask a little girl how, uh, how a girl runs and they run really hard. And then throughout your years in society, you start thinking females have to act a certain way. So a princess doesn't have to just be feminine they can be much more than that and that's really what he's going for with this project and hopefully it can inspire many young girls as well as older women and possibly some men <laughs> yeah it looked really great uh the 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 two characters you and mickey facinello uh put on a, a fantastic show i'd actually like to talk to mickey one day too and, and get her take on it but yeah it looked really great Thank you. Yeah, she's uh, one of the most talented female stunt performers out there. She would, you should definitely get a hold of her. Cool, cool. Yeah. So um, you've got Lady Blood Fight Two and Female Fight Squad. Give me an idea on what attracts you to projects. Well, it depends on uh, where I'm at in my life, but Lady Blood Fight attracted me because of, well, for several reasons. It was my first lead film, and it was very exciting to me. It was it was going to be in Hong Kong, and you know, it was somewhat of a a female version of, of Bloodsport, which mm -hmm. I grew up on and I was obsessed with, um, and I I'm really into. Um, 
you know, Hong Kong cinema and, and Asian cinema. So all of it made sense. And the, the script was nice. And I really fell in love with the directors, Chris Nahon. Uh, he wanted to bring more of a spiritual martial arts philosophy to the film as much as he can. You know, there's always the marketing side and the business side who wants to make money. So so to balance a good film with that can sometimes be difficult to to bring both ideas together. And also, we had a Hong Kong production team and an American production team, so we had to uh, you bring those together as well. So there was there were a lot of um, difficult times in the film, but I, I truly think that we did the best with what we had, and um, it was a wonderful, wonderful job for me. And so after that, I you know. I was looking for something a little more dramatic um, because I had done my first lead film and then uh, Female Fight Club, which is now called Female Fight Squad. Um, you know, I've gotten stuck with not the best titles, but <laughs> it's a, it's a, you know, it's a starting, it's a starting point. But sure. unfortunately, you know, marketing uh, kind of hurts when I say those names. Anyways, um, so I, I was looking for something a little more uh, dramatic to use right. more acting chops and uh, play a little more. And the film after that, uh, Female Fight Club, Female Fight Squad, um, you know, it had Dolph Lundgren in, who I was a fan of. And uh, the director was really great. He was very interested in the character. And there were a lot of nice moments and and, and struggles as an actor. Um, so that's what brought me to that. But in, in general, I would say, you know, like I was talking about earlier, is finding that good balance of um, a strong woman uh, with not overcompensating. Like I would say Ridley Scott creates some of the best female characters, mm -hmm. um, you know, Ripley. Yep, um, yep. She's great. And even some 90s characters, like even Buffy the Vampire Slayer, she was, I think she was written really well. And um, so it's always just finding the interesting character, relatable character um, that most importantly has a purpose because everybody wants to see the character go through something, right? Sure. Or, or have a goal at the end of the movie. So right. it's it's about the character's journey, and I'm always looking for something that's interesting to me. You know, if I if I read the script in one sitting, then I, it's probably entertaining, and if it inspires me, it's most likely a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so it, and it just depends on where I'm at in my career and um, what I think I need and my management team thinks I need. Um, and also sometimes I just like to have fun. I, I did a film. Um, I have done a couple things just because I want to play and work with awesome people. And I worked in uh, Accident Man with Scott Adkins right, and Michael right. J. White. And that was also really fun. You know, that's a, that was a different character that I got to play and she was a little more dark and psychotic and you know, that was also very enjoyable. So for me, acting is finding me in all these different characters and just exploring the psychology of different people and characters and ideas. And so it just, I guess what I'm saying is it really just depends on where I'm at in my career and what interests me at the time. That's cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Accident Man. I haven't seen it yet. But uh, yeah, Jane the Ripper is the character you play in that, right? Yes, yes, yes. She's 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 fun, and I had an awesome fight scene with Scott Adkins, who you know I've always looked up to because it's a it's a hard thing to be an action star right now. Um, a lot of actors, you know, good named actors get action roles. Um, we don't have much of the Hong Kong style cinema, or even before that, when actresses were doing their own stunts. Even in like the silent era film, actresses were doing their own stunts, and there's a lot of reasons why you can't now, and I understand that. 
sure. for insurance purposes. And also, you know, I would love to give as many jobs as possible to stunt people in all different realms of, of the industry. You know, they, they, they need their job, they need the work. Um, but I do think there's something special when, when, when you can combine acting with the, the body movement and get these wider angles and really see what's going on and not confuse the audience and really just captivate them with more humanity almost, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, and just, uh, I think that's missing right now yeah. a little bit. You I know? agree. I absolutely agree. Um, I actually just had this conversation with, with Kung Lee, who I, I interviewed, um, and, uh, another, uh, stunt performer, um, Eric Jacobus. But uh, we were talking about how some of the martial arts that's on screen right now, audiences don't buy into it because the camera's so close and they're cheating with some angles and it, it doesn't look like it's real because you don't get the sense that the characters are into it and are doing it for real. So it, ju- it just doesn't translate as well as when you get those wide shots and you know that the people doing it are actually skilled martial artists and they're moving and they have control of their body and space and all that. So it matters. I think it really matters. Absolutely. I completely agree. And, and the frustrating part is that, you know, um, on the stunt performer side or action design team, you know, they, there's a lot of talented people that come up with incredible things and, and, um, they may shoot it in a proper way that you can really see the action. But then, you know, when it goes on to set or in the editing bay, you know, in post-production, they may have a lack of money, lack of time or knowledge. And it just, you know, doesn't always come together. It's really hard and frustrating to find the right type of people to work in unisons towards the same goal. But when, when that's there, you know, magic can happen. Yeah. Now, that being said, are you the type to watch your films or do you hide behind your hands and peek through your fingers? <laughs> I, I really, I stress out when I watch my films um, <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm a really big perfectionist. And if I see, if I see myself flinch a certain way, I'm like, why would I flinch that way? And then I'm going to be subconsciously thinking about flinching in my next film. It's really, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't like to watch myself, but I also understand that I need to watch this to 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 see how everything plays together and to see you know how how the story came together and I will also need to you know be proud of my films and things that I've done so it's kind of a mix between both the first time I I sit down to watch one of my films I'm like shaking and I <laughs> like sweating and sure. just you know especially if there's other people there like at a screening oh it's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. But then, you know, if I maybe like four months after that, I sit down and say, okay, I need to make a new acting reel. So I'm going to look at some clips here. <laughs> I'm going to edit them together. And in doing that, I will watch my work. So yeah, yeah, but it's definitely a hard thing to do. You know, if you've ever heard yourself like on an answering machine or on video, sure. like you're like, oh, is that me? <laughs> it's kind of like that. For a movie like Lady Blood Fight, the fight scenes were so raw. What was the training like for that? The training for Lady Blood Fight was pretty intense, actually. I would say it was one of the most intense training because I got that uh, I worked with an awesome uh, Hong Kong stunt team, and it was um, helmed by uh, action director uh, Hong Yan Yan, who uh, is just fantastic, and he stunt double Jet Li in a lot of in a lot of 
great movies. Um, so he was just a joy to work with. And but he he destroyed me, man. I uh, <laughs> he had me training every day for about five hours, and 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 not many breaks. Um, and I would you know come every day or in the mornings I would call and be like, "Are we training today?" And he'd say, "Yes, of course." You know, like we train every day. And I was like, "Well, well, well, my, my I can't walk." You know, like. And he's like, no, it's it's fine. We go easy today, and I go, and it's just, whew, it's terrible. <laughs> and but you know, I overcame it, <laughs> right, right. and 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 I got so much stronger. I, you know, I, I typically train like four times a week or three times a week, depending on what I'm doing. But that was just a whole another level, you know, that he grew up training like, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a great experience, but very intense and extremely memorable and. You know, and I want to give credit to all the actresses because we didn't have any any stunt performers. Um, well, we had two female stunt performers that were mixed in the fighting crowd, you know, with the women. But all of them were actresses, and and they trained for maybe a week, and um, and they went for it. Wow. And, and it was even more difficult because our director Chris Nahone was looking for this very fluid style to go with certain movements, and he was very good at capturing that but in order to do that he wanted these long 360 takes around the action and that's very hard in general but it's also hard when when you haven't trained that or trained martial arts so i really give them a lot of credit for for you know everybody pulling off what they did i'm not going to be able to show that to my daughters just yet there's a lot of blood (laughs) i know i know it's terrible and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I hope to make something that I can, you know, that I'm proud to show younger ages. And, and I think I have, but just maybe not, yeah. <laughs> maybe not Lady Blood Fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If only for the Jet Tranter scene, which was traumatic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And the thing is, she's one of my best friends. So it was very traumatic. <laughs> it felt very real. <laughs> so, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Thank you for watching it again. I, I really appreciate it. No, it was it was really fun. Um, well, speaking of that, you you were a fan of kung fu films, obviously. Um, I was a fan too. The world was still black and white when I was watching, though. But uh, what kung fu films are in your library now? In my library now, ooh, like if I go back and watch them, or mm-hmm. like yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Drunken Master Two is always something yeah. I go back and watch. Uh, Enter the Dragon. Is one of my favorites. I do rewatch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon sometimes, and I'm obsessed with a few fight scenes on Hero, in particular, yeah. um, like the raindrop scene with oh, Jet Li. Beautiful. Yeah. Scene. Oh my gosh! Like I, oh, it it hurts me deeply. Oh, <laughs> um, and then also in the leaves uh, with the two women fighting. Yes. I, Moon. Yes. Oh my gosh, just gorgeous. I love the cinematography and the music is always on point and it's just is so captivating. So I always go back to that for reference. And also I um, play a lot of video games and watch a lot of anime and there's a lot that inspires me through storytelling and movement in that. Like some of, I, I think there's some great storytelling in anime and video games, especially yeah. now with video games. Um, so I just try to grab inspiration from wherever I can. But I would say those are the top movies that I that I kind of go back to. Well, all right. So you've done some stunt double work on some high-profile projects. So you've worked with a lot of great people. Is there anyone on a short list of people that you absolutely need to work with? What kind of like, – how? what's short though? Is that like 105? <laughs> I 
The thing is, <laughs> it's only an hour show, Amy. Come on. Oh, Steve. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, there's the Jackie Chan, the the Michelle Yeoh, the Jet Li, the you know, we can go on and on and on. And I'm sure you've heard all of that. But also, um, there's a lot of incredible directors that I want to work with. Um, <laughs> Richard Linklater. I mean, any Spielberg. Um, there's a lot of great directors coming up now. And also, most importantly for me right now are my coworkers. Uh, they inspire me daily. Um, and especially with social media, um, you know, I get to see what they're doing and they constantly inspire me. And, um, you know, if I had more money, I would just gather all of my talented friends and create as much as we could. And we're trying to do that with out all of the money in the world, but you know, there's just so much talent floating around and I hope to make good use of that. Yeah. Cool. And uh, this podcast counts so you can cross me off your list. I just want you to be able to sleep tonight, all right? Awesome. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> if you had all that money, if you had an unlimited budget, total creative control, access to any of the actors you wanted, what would be your dream project? It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a few things. There, there's more dramatic pieces that I that I want, and I'm, I'm writing them right now um, and working with writers to create them more of passion projects and um, things that have inspired me to write about. But then there's also um, martial arts dramas that I would, and martial arts comedies that I plan on doing and I'm developing as we speak. So I'm always trying to develop that. But um, man, I, off the top of my head, who would I, who would I have involved? Um, well, actually I'm writing something for Katrina Durden and I, Oh, nice. you'd mentioned her. Yes. Yeah, so as soon as we get together, we'll, we'll film something really fun. Um, but if I had all the money in the world, I would, I would probably, I would probably film one of my passion pieces and it's actually about addiction. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, uh, I think, you know, everybody has a story to tell and uh, might as well tell it in one form or another and not, if not for anybody else, for yourself, because I think it's also a good way of um, understanding and uh, a form of therapy in a sense, Yeah, you know. What about a uh, dream character that you'd want to play? Ooh, well, Laura Croft is awesome. <laughs> um <laughs> Dream character. Oh man, Ripley nice. is awesome. Yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, you know, I've kind of wanted to do Cammy White from Street Fighter. Cool. Um, I would say those are the top. Okay. Right now. May I suggest one for you? Yes, please. All right. Uh, how familiar are you with the Spider-Man universe? I'm very familiar. I'm I'm actually working on a Spider-Man game uh, for the PS4. Oh, I'm nice. Doing capture for that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And if Marvel's listening. Uh, full disclosure, I actually used to work at Marvel, so I know some people are listening. But um, I, I would like to pitch Amy Johnson for the role of Black Cat. When I saw you move in The Gate and uh, in Beauty vs. Red, there was also another short film, uh, DBZ, The Light of Hope. Uh, your hair looked really white in, in one of those shots, and I thought, oh my god, that's the Black Cat. That's so awesome. Thank you for saying that. I think that character is great. Yeah, she's, uh, I mean, the character, Felicia Hardy, she's a martial artist. She's uh, acrobatic. And I mean, you have the look. You even had the suit. I think in, in the gate, the suit that you wore in that would, would work. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put some high heels. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, also on that note, uh, you know, I would I love Catwoman. And I think Michelle Pfeiffer also really inspired me when she played that role. Um, that would also be really fun to play. Nice. There's, there's, there's a lot of great characters that I think, if done right, could be just fantastic. So 
Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You ready to do a lightning round? Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Really quick. Here we go. Your best martial arts move. Ooh, uh, knee to the groin. <laughs> I don't like that. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Your worst martial arts move. Knee to the groin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This this interview's over, Amy. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, punching or kicking? Kicking. Puppies or kittens? Puppies. Pizza or cupcakes? Ah, pizza cupcakes. No, <laughs> p- uh, pizza. Okay. All right. Here's a tough one. Ready? Michelle Yeoh or Bruce Lee? Answer it however you want to. Brucey, Brucey, Brucey. Nice. Bruce Lee. Okay. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer or Bruce Campbell? <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Pfeiffer. All right. And um, I-, I hope you don't have to think too hard about this, but what's your favorite podcast about kung fu and martial arts movies? Uh, Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. That's, you know, that's probably the best one in the world. So. Oh, awesome. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's yours? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I haven't listened to any, but, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so what is next for Amy Johnson? What's coming down the line? What, uh, what are you working on right now? What, uh, what secrets can you spill? Well, I can't really spill many secrets because... I would get fired and then I wouldn't have any more secrets. All right. Um, but, you know, I am working on that Spider-Man game, a lot of fun stuff with that and a bunch of other uh, motion capture games at the moment. And um, I will be leaving out of the country in a couple of weeks to do a really awesome film that I can't talk about. Nice. Um, and then, you know, there's uh, a lot of pitch meetings uh, in particularly for the gate. Uh, hopefully some really good things will come of that in the next couple months. We have some good little... We have some good catches, so we just got to move forward. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, I'll be able to talk about all of this very soon. <laughs> so, cool. cool. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. And where can my audience go to find out more information uh, when all of that information does drop? Uh, that will be at Amy E Johnston. Uh, the Instagram and Twitter. And then uh, my website is amy-johnston.com. And you can find me on Facebook as Amy Johnston. Cool, cool. Uh, I hope those projects come to fruition for you. Uh, I love the shorts that uh, you've uh, worked on. Congratulations again on Lady Blood Fight and Female Fight Squad. Uh, names aside, uh, <laughs> the Lady Blood Fight was a fun movie to watch. Um Best of luck with everything that you have going on, and uh, I hope you come back. Aw, thank you so much. It's really been an honor to be on here and talk with you. You're super knowledgeable and very fun. It's been a blast. Awesome. Thank you, Amy Johnson, and uh, we'll see you soon on the big screen. Woohoo! All right, thank you. Guys, how fun was Amy as a guest? Much thanks to Amy Johnson for hanging out with me and chatting. I really could have kept her on the line for hours more, but she's a busy gal, so... Hopefully she'll come back and talk about the film and video game and other exciting projects that she's working on. I'll leave some links to Amy's YouTube channel and her homepage, so swing by there and get to know her and her work because she's going to do some damage and it's going to be fun to follow along. In the meantime, I hope you guys had fun listening, and if you did, come visit me on Twitter at Kung Fu Drive-In or Instagram at Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast or face my book at the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast page or email me at kungfudrivein at gmail.com and If an electromagnetic pulse detonates overhead, rendering all electronic communication useless, find your local homing pigeon club and pretend you're Harry Potter or something. Shout out as always to my fellow castaways on Podcast Island. If you want to hear some more great shows, go check out the castaways hashtag on Twitter and take your pick because you will find something good. That is it for this episode, guys. Until next time, Poison Clan, 
Peace. Poison clan rocks the world. Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless idea roaming over the land. Yeah, the little bitch soldier is older and wiser. He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to raise jars. Fight for the cars, then pass here. The blast on the end back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but boards don't hit back. Yeah, the death jewels here, David D is coming back. The Tai Chi master, Jet Li's even faster. The channel little drink because he is the drunken master. Once upon a time, a shiner. Rosamund Kwan is real fine, but see, Maggie Chung is finer. Golden Swallow has arrived. Chang Chi movies will the hero will survive. We've got the brave archer make his way to the top of the mountain, gonna fight. May as well pick the spot. Yeah, the sky goes black, cut the vampire's back. We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all, so stand back. He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword. And our sword will travel until his body's on floors. Yeah, Wing Chun Shaol in the mountain style. Yeah, the Feed the enemy and watch you run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claw See it's a game of death yo You're facing the big boss It's once upon a time and giant account on the TikTok The shogun assassin slash and blood just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got Irma just in yellow but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor When the blood it'll splatter against the wall No fear at all, to kill them all There's always blood spilled when you head into a war Fearless Unleashed The fist of legend that the car jelly I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these There's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting